99% of us aren't born with natural confidence. If even a fraction of us would just stop second-guessing ourselves, myself included, we would come alive. And by doing so, we would inspire and motivate others to do the same. I'm Erin Bremer Wright, and this is the Strength and Vulnerability Podcast, the podcast where I highlight and share stories of authenticity through the lens of vulnerability. Today I have Mara Wright, and I'm super excited because we're going to talk about um, her experience as a nutrition coach as well as a trainer and a little bit about her background growing up with her amazing mom who is essentially a pro athlete and a doctor. So we're gonna talk all about that and more. Mara, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Of course, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, I want to start off essentially by asking you, um, tell me a little bit about not your average meal plan because I started doing it and I love it. And I love these like constant notifications, especially with COVID, my diet throw it out the window. I mean, my gosh. So it's been super beneficial. Tell me a little bit about it. Okay, cool. So not your average meal plan is obviously not an average meal plan, but more it's actually like a year long program. Obviously, you don't have to go through the full year, but about every one to two weeks, we bring out new practices. And it's honestly to help your changing, to help change your eating as a whole, rather than to give you a meal plan that you stick to for a month or two, rather than next year, you're still holding the same eating habits and maintaining more of the habits that you want to help hold. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I, I love the idea of just like, as well, like these small changes lead to like small changes now lead to big changes later. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, cause I, I mean, I've known you for a while. We did improv together, which yeah. I really miss. It was so fun. Um, but you'd always come in just like, you're so fit. You're so like, you always present yourself super energetic, super positive. Um, and I want to ask you, cause I'm really interested in the idea of like self-esteem and how self-esteem is directly affected by how you feel inside. And that's reflected with how you look on the outside as well and how you present yourself. True. So can you talk a little bit about, um, cause you're super athletic and you eat well. So like, how does that affect you in terms of your self-esteem? Cause you present yourself super confident, like. I've always looked at you like, this girl's got it together. (laughs) Well, good thing it looks like that. But I feel like I'm the same as everybody. Like I said earlier, so actually, so I was a yo-yo dieter for so long. And I think that what honestly drove me to nutrition was that like my energy spikes were so up and down. It was like kind of a crazy thing. Like one second I would be feeling like so groggy from what I was eating and I would have headaches like almost every day, all day. It was like a very strange thing. Yeah. It was very strange because I wasn't eating well. And then I'd be like, okay, I have to change. And I would start changing my diet for like another six weeks, eight weeks, a yo-yo diet. And then when I was done with that, okay, now I can eat whatever I want. But I was just like feeling like so bad all the time. Um, sports, honestly, though, have always been a part of my life. Like I just always like to move. Like, that's what I do. And, like, I feel like I have so much energy that I'm just, like, bursting always at the seams. 
Um, like when I was younger, my mom would go for a run every day and I would rollerblade with her, or bike with her while she ran. And I figure skated for a really long time. And then I started playing volleyball, basketball, and I started playing lacrosse. And then when I was in college, I coached lacrosse. And then like now I'm a fitness coach. So I just feel like being athletic has just like been a constant in my life for my whole life. That's literally something that I couldn't really imagine my life without. I think that I've learned all of my best lessons from sports and all of my toughest lessons. So everything that I've learned just goes back to sports. So I, like I said, that's always been like the, the thread in my life. And I don't think that I could ever like picture it without it. Mm -hmm. um, and then diet and exercise, they are like peanut butter and jelly. They go hand in hand. So if you're dieting, eventually somebody's going to be like, okay, I kind of want to pair something with this. I want to start moving. Same thing if you're moving. How you power your workouts is what you eat. If I eat cookies the night before, I know I'm not going to have a good workout the next morning, and that's devastating. But if I have, let's say, some brown rice, some lentils, and a salad, I'm like, I'm ready for this workout the next day. That's really interesting. I, I often think about that too, in terms of like when I have a plan to work out the next day, I, I want what I eat more so. Yeah. Um, and I know sports is like ingrained in you and you, I mean, it's been with you your whole life, but is there, if you're not playing a sport and you're just going to go work out, is there like a driver, like is there something that gets you up every day? Like I'm, I'm full of energy and this is what I want to do. Like, what is the motivation behind it? Okay. So I think I was thinking about this. I think that for me more than anything, it's habit. Once you do something every single day, it's just a habit. When I wake up, there's never a thought I'm not going to wake up and work out. Even though every single morning I wake up and I'm like, I don't really want to work out. But then I'm like, I have to. And then once I'm running, once I'm moving, I feel better. But it's something that I don't even think about. Also, it's like delayed gratification or instant gratification. I can be instantly gratified and not work out. But later on in the day, I'm going to be feeling so groggy, being like, why didn't I just work out? Like working out in the morning like gives me that energy boost. Like, all right, got my run done, got my lift done. Now I'm ready to take on the day. Without that, my day kind of, I feel groggy all day. My day kind of just, I kind of staggers in the middle without any real drive to it. But when I work out in the morning, it really gives me that like purpose throughout my day. It's like, if you can do the hardest thing of your day in the morning, that's done. It sets the tone for the rest of the day. Totally. That makes a lot of sense too. I love what you said about it just becoming more of a habit and you definitely mm -hmm. feel a difference. I know for me, um, right before this this podcast chat i went for a bike ride because i knew as soon as i go for some sort of activity i'm gonna have all these serotonin levels up and i'm just gonna feel better in general so it's it's been interesting especially with covid it's a little different in terms of how i work out but um at the same time i have found that when i the days that i'm like oh i just i'm tired like i don't want to do it i am in the worst mood i just you don't want to be around me. <laughs> basically. So for me, it directly affects like how I feel and also how I feel about myself. Cause I'm sure you get this too. Like after you work out, you just feel good. Like, yeah, like if nothing else, I did something super positive for my body. And I know I'm like taking that time. And I would even say it's part of self-care routine in terms of acknowledging, you know, like this is the body you're given. You need to take care of it. 
Um, so I want to ask right now, specifically to COVID, it's a little, it's a little more difficult, but I know you're a trainer at Orange Theory. So can you tell me a little bit about just in general, like if somebody feels like I felt I've been feeling sluggish, I've just been feeling not so great and I want to feel better. Like what, what would you recommend them to do in terms of like a first step of getting not necessarily back in shape, but more so doing some sort of movement so they feel better throughout the day. So I'm going to pair that with diet first and then I'll go to movement because I noticed that of course exercise is so beneficial for that, but diet, like when I have a huge headache or I feel groggy, like drinking water, I think that that's something that people really forget to do. Drink your water throughout the day. Also, like I talked about earlier, feeling groggy will come from those energy spikes throughout the day. You'll go through peaks and valley depending on what you eat. So getting in those five servings of vegetables every day, that's also going to be so helpful. And as far as moving, do whatever you can. Like sometimes my movement for the day is like a walk to get a cup of coffee because it makes it enjoyable. Like going for a nice walk, get a coffee, and it's just like whatever you can do. So I run every morning, um, probably about like three to five miles, and then I have my coffee. And I don't have my coffee until I go for a run. So do something to motivate yourself to get out of bed or even just like to move throughout the day, walk to the grocery store and walk home. Just simple stuff like that, honestly. And then if you want like, obviously like a more intense workout routine, there's tons of body weight stuff that you can do. But I would just say like, even like going for a walk, run a block, walk a block, run a block, walk a block, do that for a mile, just try and build up. But I think that, I mean, I'm, I'm just like everybody else. It's so easy to get defeated and to give out. Working out's hard. I'm not going to do it. COVID, I don't want to run outside. And like, trust me, like I, I never really run or run outside. I am a treadmill person until the day that I die. Like I trained for a half marathon on the treadmill, but it's a different time that you're living in now. So you have to run outside. So just like I said, make anything fun in your mind that's going to make you do it. Yeah. I love that you bring up the nutrition aspect of it too, because I'm super guilty of this. I, I do this all the time. I'm a huge yo-yo dieter. My weight has gone up and down my entire life. So I always feel like, well, if I work out, I can eat whatever I want. <laughs> I should see results and I should still feel better. But to your point, it really makes a difference what you're eating in terms of the workouts, like what you can do and what you can't do. Yeah. So that's something I know myself I'm always struggling with. But again, I love that I'm working with you because it's with not your average meal plan. It's very much just take it day by day. And you never even told me like, don't eat chocolate, don't eat this, don't eat that. But I find just because I have to, I'm accountable. I feel like I need to be accountable to you. And like, you're depending on me to like, take this seriously that I, I kind of choose it. Not just, not just because I'm accountable to you, but also like, no, I want to take this more seriously. Cause I do see the difference. Like when I'm more mindful in terms of like a portion size or I'm more mindful of Maybe I'll have a glass of wine to talk a little bit about um, your background in the gym because I, or in terms of like your dad owning a gym, because I'm sure that also influenced you working out. And I love that you mentioned your mom went for a run in the morning and you would rollerblade with her like that. I love hearing that because it's, I feel like it's, it's great when you have a family support behind you and you're all doing it together. So, I mean, it's definitely 
like, tell me a little bit about that, like growing up and just always having athletics involved in your life. Do you think it was like, yeah, this is my passion and it's just carrying through? So I think that this was the year, especially when I started Coach for Orange Theory, I started looking at it more of a passion than anything else. Um, but when I was growing up, like I said, my mom has always been super active. My mom has done an Ironman. She's, she's incredible. Yeah. It took her 17 hours and I saw her and her lips were purple and I was afraid for her health. I was like, is she going to make it? But she finished. She did an Ironman. Yeah. So my mom has always been like my biggest motivator. And like I said, it wasn't really a thing. Like I would just always like want to be with my mom. So she would go for a run and I remember that I would rollerblade and then I couldn't go the full three miles. So I would like sit at a church stoop while she ran the rest of the loop and then came back and got me. Um, and then, like I said, I got really heavy in the figure skating. And then my mom just saw that working out was really good for your health. Honestly, she saw the benefits that it really makes for like a strong person. So that was just always a thing. And then when I got into high school, I remember I didn't want to play lacrosse and I was so afraid to try out for the team. She's like, you gotta try out. Like it was never an option for me not to. And honestly, that changed my life because lacrosse opened so many doors for me as far as like working through college. But it was never really an option for me not to work out. It was just like I said, for me, it's just something that I like took a knack to. It was like school was like cool, of course. Like I love to read and stuff, but like working out was really where. I grew the most. And then as far as my dad goes, so crazy. I didn't strongly believe in genetics until I met my dad. I never knew how heavily they influenced your personality. I met my dad when I was 24 and we are literally the same person. He owned a gym for 20 years. He's a personal trainer. And before I got my nutrition certification, my dad got it. And he was doing that. He was training clients. He owned a gym. So once I met my dad, that really like solidified it. And my dad was the first person that gave me, so I was always a runner. Um, but my dad was the first person that gave me a strength training program that I actually start to see changes. And I didn't change my diet. I just started to do the strength program. And I was like, this is crazy. Like I'm burning almost as many calories as running, but just from strength training. And like I said, he's always been, he has been very helpful in my life. We work out together. And then as far as the nutrition program, my dad's always very supportive in everything that I do. That's awesome. I love hearing that. It's, it's so when you talk about it too, I can definitely feel the passion and feel the energy. And it's just clearly like, this is what you're meant to do is to motivate people. And I, I, when I met you, I didn't even know, like you were a trainer. I just knew this girl is fit. She has so much energy. Like what is her secret? <laughs> Not you. I wasn't. Um, really? No. So I just was like going to the gym every day and I was working at Nordstrom and I really just felt stuck. I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Like working retail is great if that's what you want to do. But for me, it just like, wasn't really what I wanted to do. So a lot of people in my life were always telling me, you should be a coach. You should be a coach. And for some reason I always said, no, I was like, no, no. So there was this guy, my, I guess my mentor, I like really love him. His name is Brendan Ambadejo. And he actually, I met him and his wife when I first started working at Nordstrom and they came in and they're like, oh my goodness, we own Orange Theories. You should come and work for us. And I was like, no, thank you. I'm good. I'm not interested. But 
so crazy. I kept running into them everywhere I went. And they always said, like, you should come work for us. Six years later, six years later, and I ran into him at a Nike camp. So he kind of had put a face to the name. And I got his number somewhere along the way. I finally decided, you know what, like, I want to coach group fitness. Like, I love to work out. I, I have energy. Like, why not? So I studied all summer. I got my NASM certification, my personal training certification. And I texted him and I was like, hey, I know that I met you six years ago, but like, can I still come work for you guys? And he was like, yeah, we're having auditions. Come on. And like, auditioning for me gives me the worst cotton mouth of my life. Like, I can't even. But, and when I practiced with him, I was like, can you turn around? Like, it's just too embarrassing. He's like, well, you're going to have to audition in front of all the coaches tomorrow. So you might as well just do it. So I auditioned for, I auditioned, I got it. And then I went through like a, like basically like a hundred hours of training to become a coach at Orange Theory. And it wasn't until I started coaching my first classes. I feel like everywhere in my life, people have always told me quiet, less, less, but coaching, nobody ever tells you that. The louder you are, the more energetic people are like, yes, like they thrive on that. And that was when I was like, oh, this is what I was meant to do. I looked everywhere and said no to this for years just to come around to it, to realize this is exactly what I should be doing. So that was a good feeling. What, what was the, the interview process or the audition process? So Orange Theory, if you've ever taken a class, um, like we talk you through the whole class. We want you to know how to use the treadmill. We need you to know what the weight movement looks like. We need you to know how to use the water rower. So for the audition, you have to on mic, and I'd never been on mic before, with music playing, never heard myself on mic with loud music. Um, you have to talk through the first three minutes of a class, and it's like a full script that they give you. Um, it's intense. And then through the training that we went through, like I said, Orange Theory is very specific in their brand. So the words that you say, the lingo is, every brand has it, but you have to learn the whole new lingo, and it was not something that I was attuned to. So instead of saying I teach a class, I say I coach a class. I'm your coach. And in all the gym, people that see me on the street still talk to me as if I'm their coach, because I am. So just little stuff like that. As far as saying, I'm going to help you. We like just little, little changes. Um, but it actually makes a big difference. And you have to be cognizant of the way that you're talking to the members that come to the studio. You really want everybody to feel included. That's what I love so much at Orange Theory. It's literally something for every single person, which is great. You go at your own level the whole time. And it's so inclusive, so supportive. And you have to be trained a little bit to coach that way. So that was the training process. And then you coach classes and just do the whole thing. That's the training process though. Totally. I love hearing that it's all about inclusivity because I know, I know for a lot of people, especially if they weren't necessarily like raised in a family that was super athletic like yours, my goodness, your mom is amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> She's like, and doesn't like she never ever 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 stops like she goes to sleep like she wakes up every day at four naturally I'm like how oh. yeah she's, she's intense. yeah is she also I feel like is she also a trainer like what does she I'm do a doctor okay so she's awesome My mom is like kind of insane yeah I'm like goodness gracious but she she used to um teach teach classes at the YMCA actually oh and she was awesome. a yeah 
I remember, and even when I was younger, I would go with her and she would be teaching step aerobics or doing whatever. But yeah, she's very into fitness, but she hasn't like taught a class, coached a class in a while. Sure. She's a doctor. She has other, <laughs> other ways of helping people. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, so what does your mom and dad think of you? Like as a coach, are they just like, yes, we knew it. We've been telling you this your entire life. <laughs> So my mom is like black and white and my dad is like color. It's, I, that's the only way I know how to describe it. And I'm a perfect mix of both. So my mom, my dad basically looks at me as I'm the same person as him. So, and we're very similar. Our career paths are very, very similar. Um, so they both came to my classes. My mom, so I was the one before I even started coaching, got my mom into Orange Theory. I was like, I took one of their classes and I'm telling you, you would love it. She was like, no, it's 15 minutes away from my house. It's too far. I said, I don't care. Try a class. And she went, she's like, I took two classes today. I'm like, okay, of course you did. But um, yeah, so she came to take my class, of course. And my dad also came to take my class. He's never taken an Orange Theory class, but he loved it. And they're just happy to see me doing basically what they always knew I would do. Mm -hmm. They're happy. Isn't that interesting that you're told basically like, this is what we know you, like your family, we know what you'd be good at. And you're like, no, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to do something else. And then when you fall in line with what you're already so passionate about, it just kind of all works out. And everything else works out from there. I think that... So I got into, even before I became a coach, I got signed to Wilhelmina Sports and Fitness the, uh, Agency. So mm -hmm. I was doing sports and fitness modeling. But um, as far as self-esteem goes, I am somebody that's always so self-conscious about the way that I look. I never spend a second really without worrying about it. But when I'm coaching, I just, it puts me into a different mindset. I'm like, this is not about me. I don't care how I look. I'm just here. And that brought out like a different side of me. I was not booking a thing before I started coaching. And then as soon as I started coaching, I'm not kidding. When you are, when you're in alignment with what you're supposed to be doing, everything else that you wanted to happen just happens. Like I went to, I finished coaching one day. I coached like four classes from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. I went to an audition for Nike. No makeup was in there with thousands of people. And I ended up booking that job, but I just didn't care. I was like, I know who I am. I know that I'm good. I coach people every day and I see the value in that. So the value in just how I look isn't as strong for me as it used to be. Now I think I seek more value from how I can help other people and like um, impacting the world more. And I think that once you can walk through life, knowing that you have that value, it makes people look at you differently. Yeah. That's so interesting. And it, you're so right, because when you're doing something that you feel passionately about, that you know is making a positive impact, you really, like, the rest just kind of, like, fades in the background. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. so true. And I, I love to hear you say that you do think about your appearance, because you are, like, stunningly gorgeous, and I know every woman on the planet is, like, has that feeling, though, of, oh, I don't know, do I look okay? Like, does this, you know, it's, like, kind of that always doing that, that check, like, oh, is this look all right? Is like this angle, or, you know, <laughs> like that constant, but I love to hear that now that you're within, you know, what you're passionate about and, and you're pursuing that, the rest, you just carry yourself a different way. But yeah, when I'm coaching, it's like when I'm in those like four hours and I'm helping everybody, when I step out, I'm like, okay, 
Beth, but like when I'm coaching, I just get into like a zone where I'm like, like I said, this is not about me. I'm here to help these people, like crush those goals. Whatever you want to do, I'm your coach. I got you. Let's go. It's not about me anymore. And that's, I think that's an empowering, empowering feeling, excuse me. No, totally. I also have to know, because this is a visual and an audio podcast, Mara is stunningly gorgeous. Like, of course, she's a model. <laughs> she even has, like, I, and I, I say this because I think every female, again, on the planet has this, like, um, it's just within, it's just what we're told from growing up. Like, you need to look a certain way. You need to act a certain way. So there's always, I, I feel like there's a one person in the population that is just, like, I know I'm the shit. I know I look amazing. I know I'm, you know, I'm perfect. 99% of us do not feel that way. So I love hearing a model, stunningly gorgeous trainer, nutrition coach also has that because, you know, I, when people look at you, I know myself, I'm like, yeah, she's stunning. She's gorgeous. She has it all together. She must have the utmost confidence, zero trouble with that. Like she knows who she is. So. Well, I think that like beauty is an eye of the beholder and when you feel lost it really you can't feel great about yourself if you don't know where you're going when you're like I don't know where I'm going I don't even know who I am so that's always an interesting journey but that is what it is totally totally well, I appreciate the time, Mara. I know you're a busy woman, and I appreciate you talking to me, and I appreciate you opening up, because um, I know it's not necessarily the easiest thing to do, so thank you for that. And if anyone, yeah, and if anyone wants to connect with you, whether it's to work with you in terms of nutrition coaching, or if they're like, I'm interested in um, what Orange Theory is about, and I'm in the Los Angeles area, I kind of want to come and train with you, how, how should they connect with you? Perfect. You can DM me on Instagram. It's Mara Wright, but it's spelled M-A-A-R-A-W-R-I-I-G-H-T. And then also my, my other Instagram is not your average meal plan. It's just spelled out, not your average meal plan. You can DM me either one of those places. I'm always open to talk to new people. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Mara. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you, Erin.